Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. recent episode i'm joined today by and how are you doing mate yeah not too bad gary thanks very much good good uh starting this one off actually chris wilder getting sacked <laughs> oh i know so yeah so we hear what's your thoughts on that quickly um shocking to be honest um i know chef united uh rooted to the bottom of the league but what what, what are they expecting what, what are they expecting from him you know they're giving him pittance you know i mean a lot of people are saying i but he spent 23 million quid on rian brewster which it hasn't worked you know i mean obviously we went over rian brewster early on in one of our podcasts yeah it hasn't worked but i mean what 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 do they want what what are they expecting you know i i, I totally get the going down but they're more than good enough to come back up you know um you look at what norwich have done with with daniel farter and i mean norwich went down pretty much in the same kind of way Chef United are going down this season where Norwich you knew they were going to be going down from a long way off and I think obviously when, when we come back after COVID which obviously we're going into today Norwich never won a game they could have easily sat Daniel Farga but no they you know you've got to be patient and just you know look what look what Norwich are doing now Norwich uh gonna come back up um probably quite easily they're about 10 13 points clear of uh of anyone in in the championship, and that's just what patience does. I just don't understand what the owners are thinking of there at Sheffield. But I think there's a little bit of um, dissension, think, isn't there? The, the whole dissension of the whole um, Dubai money, uh, Saudi money, even sorry, that's that's not now coming in. Um, I think Prince Khalid Abdullah, who, who was in charge of there, I think he's going to be um, asset stripping the club. So. They could be very easily another Sunderland, 
um, which would be a shame because Sheffield United are a great side, a great club as well. And Chris yeah. Wilde is a great bloke. I wish him all the best in his next adventure, so to speak, in football. I'm sure he'll get a, a good job somewhere I think else. He's, uh, uh, so... I think he's one of the most genuine managers. Like He did that press conference the other day where he said, I don't know if he'll be in charge next season. Like I think he's one of the most mm-hmm. genuine managers. I do really like him. Um, I mean, obviously, we're recording this on the 12th today. Um they've announced a press conference for five o'clock which got cancelled so have, has there been an argument and then something's going to change here well that that's what remains to be seen i guess really but just want to quickly touch on that and uh before we, we get into our topic also another subject which i know that you like is uh the women's league Fran kirby just signed a new contract for chelsea and all fantastic yeah. player no, oh, she's a great player, Fran Kirby. Yeah, um, one probably probably England's best player. You know, really, really good. Right. Um, doing really well for Chelsea. Good new deal for her. Uh, wish them all the best. Fingers crossed as well for for the, for all the the ladies teams left in the Champions League as well. Um, right. I think Man City is still in, Chelsea is still in. So fingers crossed, one of them can bring the trophy home. Right, definitely. But yeah, um, actually been really, really looking forward to doing this podcast. To be quite honest, um, when I saw something on TV about this. Wanted to recover how sport was how it's shut down since the COVID pandemic. So obviously we're recording like I say, we're recording this on the twelfth of March. Tomorrow is one year to the day, thirteenth of March, when elite football in England shut down. Crazy mm-hmm. to think that it's been one year since fans have well, uh, one year plus since fans have been at games. Just obviously, you know, you're a Sunderland fan, you've got all the games what what is the from from your perspective what is your thoughts on the shutdown well if if we're going back to the very start of it i think the shutdown was the right thing to do um you know obviously we hadn't had a pandemic like this for you know probably in generations so you know this was a first for everybody um i think the right thing was done obviously the the two things that kind of uh, spread COVID really quite rapidly was the Liverpool Atletico Champions League game, which there was what fifty odd thousand people there, and obviously the Cheltenham Festival, which you know it, it kind of has people from all over the world. If if it stopped that earlier, maybe you know we could have avoided a complete shutdown. But you know, listen, it's it's done with now. You know, we're, we can talk until the cows go home about why when if and all that stuff but when the when the first you know i think it was um was it hudson adoy who got covid and you know that's when they shut the whole premier league division yeah. one and all that it was all it was all shut down then and i think the right decision was made um you know because obviously we, we the, the one thing listen we all love sport we all love football we all love whatever sport you're in but the lives of you know, people come first, you know, you know, sport comes second in that. And obviously we've lost a lot of sport over the, over the year, you know, the Olympics, obviously Euro, Euro 2020, you know, everything got knocked on the head, but we also have to like, kind of think about how many lives have been lost due to this. And that's what's the most important thing really, you know, was keeping people safe. Um, but yeah. yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, I mean, I remember the day when uh, the announcement was made, shutting down uh, Elite Sport in England. So, remember watching Sky Sports News. First, the first player who came out in the the Serie A leagues on that day was Daniel Rugani, and then Manolo Gabbiadini. Um, I remember the little ticker saying that, and then there was a German lad, uh, Timo Hubers, 
Then Callum Hudson Adoy, and I just remember this all throughout the day. And then we got the announcement, uh, March 13th. That's when those cases went through. And then let's have a look. So recorded cases. And then on the 13th of March, I think it was on the night, uh, football was suspended until early April, including Premier League, English Football League, FA Women's Super League, and the FA Women's Championship. That's when the shutdown happened. Insane. Mm. Absolutely insane. Um, then obviously you look at what's happened as well with clubs so Tottenham came out and revealed in June 2020 that they took out a 170 million pound loan to to kind of tackle the like that the effects of coronavirus mm-hmm. uh, you got to look at Wigan Athletic they fell in fell into administration um, Premier League chief as well Richard Masters said 1 million as aid for next season's women's super league and championship i mean one million pound really like like what's that gonna do to to help these clubs who are surviving on on fans going to the games Mm. well it's not (laughs) it's not simple as i mean obviously um you know a lot of clubs have especially well obviously i mean sky have stepped up to you know to offer a lot more football the bbc as well when it was all shared where so we're watching at least we're getting to watch you know premier league football um you know whatever on whatever device you've got really um but then obviously you know sky costs so sky subscription still costs but you know what i do like what's happened kind of this season is a lot of clubs have done the um the match ticket things so you know up here you know obviously watching some up here 10 pounds per game for a live stream you know there's commentary there's now you know thanks to something's new owner for for new cameras so it's a lot better to, it's you know it's it's not the same you know yeah. i mean i would love to get back into the stadium of light and when the time is right i will be going back but for now and for for everyone else you know we're, we're, we're there's light at the end of the tunnel um there's, it's now the time to be as patient as, as we can. Um, and, you know, hopefully in next season, uh, we can get back to a bit of normality. I mean, I remember sort of at the tail, no, it wasn't, it was around about October, wasn't it, when they trialled the, a few thousand fans in? And, and that would have been amazing, you know, but obviously we were in the wrong tier, so we couldn't do it. Um, but, I mean, that would have been great for, you know, certain teams who went to watch the game, certain fans who went to watch the teams play. That would have been fantastic for them. Um, yeah, just as long as you know, we just keep going where we'll keep doing what we're doing, keep going where we're going. Um, but you know, one million quid, it's it's a drop in the ocean, really. It's it's just not good enough. But I'm surprised that not, not more mean. teams have gone bust. To be honest, you yeah. know, obviously Wigan have gone in administration, but I'm surprised there hasn't been more. And I think once once this season's out the way and the lower money is out the way and Next year, you might see a few teams who are struggling really who to to bring in you know players because they haven't got the the money really. Yeah, I mean, one thing I was going to touch on uh, to to you specifically, which you just mentioned there, um, Sunderland, like we've introduced this pre and post match um, television, like this little package, and then we've got the four cameras. Like, how's that working out presently? <laughs> Uh, dog, honestly. Oh, that's fine, mate. Yeah. It's it's all right, unedited. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was just saying there. Um, one thing that I did want to mention here is obviously Kyrie Lewis Dreyfus has said there's going to be four cameras, post match, pre match, commentary, 
Um, so obviously Sunderland is trying to adapt to, to what the market is currently. Like how, for us as a League One team, how have you found that coverage? Um, to be honest, you can't complain. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is. You know, the... The, the ones recently the stadium light is a lot better, you know, but I mean, well, I've I've watched pretty much every single Sunderland game this season and the away ones, you rely on, and majority of our home games, you're relying on one cameraman, mm. which, so you don't really take that much of the action in, whereas when we're on, we've been on Sky recently and it's just, you know, night and day really, but listen, it's watching your football team. So, you know, I would pay anything, I know, if, if, it, if it meant to watch, to watch Sunderland, I would, I would pay it really because, you know, I, I do miss going. You know, I do miss watching them. I still, you know, have a vested, vested interest in them. You know, I mean, I play, I'm a manager of a Sunday league team and I miss that, you know, and, and I mean, that's for free to go and watch that. I, I miss that. But I would... season, aren't you? Hmm? Uh, at the end of March, you're returning, aren't you? Ah, uh, that's happening. That's the end of March. That's so, yeah, there's like the end of tunnel for that one as well. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. Oh, that's um, but yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is. Basically, you know, you have to just rely on one cameraman and, you know, the commentary, um, you know, we can see you can say what you want. I mean, the Sunderland company is not too bad, um, you know. Um, but I just miss being there with a, with a pint with my dad and with my cousins, and, and that's what I miss. I miss the, you know, the, the go to the pub, go to the pub beforehand, and uh, the atmosphere and everything like that. But you know, like I say, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Well, that goes into my next question. You're saying that you miss it. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I think everyone does. Um, obviously, we know there's COVID restrictions and we know COVID restrictions most likely are still going to be around for a very long time. Um, mm. Granted, yeah, the government have said maybe uh, they'll get rid of most of the social contact restrictions in June. However, what I want to touch on with you specifically, like you say, you go to all the games. Um, as far as restrictions go, what kind of restrictions do you see being around? Obviously, it's not going to be it's not going to be the same for a very very long time. What sort of restrictions do you think you're going to be seeing the day you can get back into the stadium of light or any stadium for that matter? Um, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure what what will happen. Um, do you think you'll still be wearing a mask and stuff and socially distancing? I reckon the, the it depends really because they're about they're about bringing music festivals back on there so. You know, you you can't really socially distance a music festival. You know, it just it can't be done really. It, it you know, there's people camping next to each other and and things like that. So, you know, for for a team like Sunderland, who you know we average about twenty eight thousand, you, you can probably space it out. Um, but I mean, I'm not one hundred percent certain they'll bring many measures in. To be honest, if if everyone's having the if everyone's vaccinated by then, which the way it's going. You know, the, you know the the rollout of the vaccination has been absolutely fantastic. So, if everyone's been vaccinated by then, you can kind of, I would say, get everybody in to to the match and the way it used really to be. Or do you think it'll be one seat, empty seat, one seat, empty seat? It could be, yeah. I mean, it would all depend, obviously, when I, I go with my dad. So, I mean, I'm in my dad's social bubble, so we could possibly sit sit next to each other. But, I mean, you know, this is for people who were, you know, this, this is for the thinking people, Gary. It's not for, for someone like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't think you can possibly socially get it. You know, you've got the supermarkets in and out and stuff like that, but you can't do that with the turnstiles. You know, you've, you're still going to have people queuing up. You've only got one... You know, one entrance, one exit, and stuff like that. You know, littered around the grounds, it'll be very, very difficult to 
you know, make it completely secure. That's why we're not in now, you know what I mean? That's why there's a lot of fans, you know, who have not seen the game, the, the teams play all season because it's not really possible. Um, I don't think they'll do it where there's only 2,000 fans out got the trial in October. I think they'll have everybody back, you know, because you've got to think about long-term, you know, obviously people, clubs are surviving, this year, but clubs haven't spent any money in the transfer windows and things. You know, you've got Liverpool buying a Preston player. You know, you've got like, you know, things like that. You know, people can't afford to buy anybody. And if there's another season where fans aren't allowed there, I think you'll see a lot of clubs probably cease to exist, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you're saying they're not buying anyone. So he's an interesting one for you as well. In January 2021, Arsenal received a £120 million loan from Bank of England to help offset the impact of the coronavirus pandemic for them. Why go buy him? Why go buy William and give him a stupid wage? Like, aye, stupid. Yeah. But you know, as well, um, it's not just football that have suffered through COVID. Um, a lot of other other sports have. I mean, for example, you like cricket. I don't really know much about cricket personally, but how the restrictions have changed in that, I'm not one hundred percent sure. I like NBA. You look at NBA, and you know, we like wrestling as well. Those sports have also brought in like kind of like video fans. Even looking at Saturday Night Takeaway, Ant and Deck, they've brought in video like a video kind of audience. Did do you see anything like that happening in sport going forward as a consistent measure? Like NBA have got a they've they've got that video thing around their little bubble. The WWE are doing that Superdome thing, uh, Thunderdome. Sorry, that's what it's called. Do you see any sports continuing to go down that route? Um, I don't think any of the outdoor sports. You can't do that at football, you know, because it'll it's too, it'll be putting people off, won't it? You know what I mean? It'll put the players off. Um, you know, cricket, you certainly probably can't do it. Um, tennis, no. You know, I think the only the only sports I can do is if you're indoors. So you know, like an indoor kind of thing. I mean, they might be able to. I suppose it might be a good idea for the uh, what the, the upcoming Olympics, but. They're, they're going to be letting, I think they're going to be letting Japanese fans in and no foreign fans, which it, that'd be great for the, you know, the Olympics. At least you've got a crowd there, you know. I mean, the biggest, the biggest one, of the biggest sports events in in Britain next next week is the Cheltenham Festival, and they're doing that without a crowd, and that's going to be strange. Um, you know, I mean, horse racing through the whole pandemic really hasn't stopped. I think they stopped for about three weeks, um, but that's not stopped because they can do it easily without fans. Um, but for that kind of stuff, you know, I think NBA can get away with it easily. Uh, obviously, you know, as you mentioned, the, the WWF, WWE sorry, have, have, have brought it in. But there's not much, you know, for likes outdoor sports, you can really do it because I think it'd be too off-putting for, for the, the the players and the contestants, really. Could you not see, like, uh, part of a stand in the stadium having, like, a kind of a jumbotron type thing going on? Nah, because they've they done it already. You know yeah. what I mean? This has been, well, like I say, a year now that we've had they would have done it already. Um, you know, football have found a way online to, you know, make you watch the game stream service and things like that, so they don't need to. I think it'll be interesting to see what the cricket season, you just mentioned the cricket season, that might be. But they're on about letting fans back straight away. I know Durham cricket are on about letting fans back pretty much off the bat. So but you can you can socially distance that really. Um, you know, especially I go I've watch Durham relatively regular. The T twenty possibly would be you know where the where a lot of crowd come in, but the the four day is is quite sparse. So you can 
find a seat really you know even if you can on your own find a seat sit on your own you should be all right yeah definitely i mean do you see well i i think it'll come back but what what do you see the impact being on wimbledon this year because i think it'll be played i think it'll be played um um without a crowd and that'll be fine yeah you can you can do that you know there's there's a lot of tournaments where players go to where there's no crowd um i think the us was it was it the australian open recently had crowds didn't begin with but then there was a spate of um cases there was a surge of, cre- of uh, cases in australia so they stopped and you know it, it didn't particularly affect the players much did it that much i mean you know the best player in the tournament won um probably in the men's and the ladies to be honest so it didn't really cause many surprises you know whereas in football i think you've noticed a lot more surprises in football you know you look at like liverpool for example i know we're going to be doing a, a, a conversation on liverpool later on down the line but they've really struggled at home, which they never had done. You know, there's a lot, a lot of away games where the away teams are winning because there's no fans. There's no the the home team haven't got that kind of advantage of the fans. I mean, again, going back to Sunderland, Sunderland haven't have lost one away game all season, which is not unheard of. But struggled at home, you know. So it's 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 weird, really, for all the for all of. You know, the everyone says the fans are the twelfth man in football. You, you're pretty much right. You know, there's only really City who haven't struggled at home, and but they haven't struggled at all. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they're just an elite team, aren't they? Really, City. I mean, they they can do it with or without fans because of the the talent that they've got in one a coach and two in the in the team. Um, but yeah, like it's one of those things. Um. Like, do you obviously the, there's talk of vaccine passports, and you've got to have your two jabs before, for example, you can go on holiday. Do you, do you think a vaccine passport is one going to become a real thing, and two, do you think you would need it to get it for any sporting events? Um, again, I, I would go back to kind of what they would do for the music festivals. I don't know if that's if it's going to get brought in in time for for things like that i mean i'd be fully you know i'd be fully with with that. i would support it um you know i mean i'm lucky enough you know i work in a i work frontline so i've been lucky enough to have you know my first dose of my vaccine my second ones at the end of the month so i've been quite lucky with that but there'll be a lot of you know be a lot of fans and you know people young of the of a younger age you know in the 20s and the teens or whatever who probably won't have been vaccinated then so i don't think it's fair to, you know, just because you're young and you haven't been vaccinated, like you can't go and watch your football team play. So, you know, they they might have to do something like that, but it would be a, bit, a little bit unfair, I think. Yeah, I mean, can you see the crowds coming back and then there'd be a suspension of crowds if there's an outbreak in a certain city, like a hotspot-style thing? Maybe, With local yeah. lockdowns. I mean, I suppose it all remains to be seen. Um, and at the end of the day, my opinion's my opinion, your opinion's your opinion. We can only kind of theorise what's potentially going to happen um with covers um but yeah like it's it's one of those things like hopefully fingers crossed we're, we're out of this very very soon and you know we can all get back to the games all go out for a pint go out watch the footy go out and get absolutely smashed um get a haircut get a haircut yeah my <laughs> hair's so long like i hate it at the minute it's just like all over the place but yeah um yeah i just wanted to kind of just have a chat with you about the the shutdown of sport not just football but shutdown of sport and um also just want to quickly mention as well um now we're on youtube so we've got content for youtube so we're not all not just on instagram and twitter we're not on sound uh 
Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and now we're on YouTube, mate. Uh, we spoke about this last night. Definitely going to be trying to do some uh, exclusive content for the YouTube channel going forward very soon. Fingers crossed, you know, when we can all get out and actually not in lockdown. Uh, want that content to be very different. Um, that's both from myself and Ant. Um, looking forward to, to doing that. Uh, again, just obviously want to say a massive thank you to everyone that's listened so far. Checking the analytics and stuff. Being absolutely like blown away i thought we'd only have me and you listening to be quite honest but... <laughs> can i just quickly make a, make a point about the youtube channel as well because i've literally just got the youtube channel on my phone Aye. and our our what a ball it only has one subscriber bearing in mind that this is a two-person podcast we only have one subscriber and it's me so <laughs> you, you're behind the eight ball there mate so i think you need to subscribe <laughs> but yeah i mean obviously you know the, the YouTube channel will be good. Obviously, we're going to be doing planning on doing some live conversations on there, live matches and stuff, which, you know, yeah, it'll be really, really good. You know, it's really, really exciting. Yeah, I mean, it took me ages to uh, to convert the files, like, but I thought that's something that we need to get done um, and get it sorted. Well, you're on about one subscriber. It's got two subscribers. It has now. Why, you just w- subscribed. Nah, why, I, but, like, nah, I, just, I just forgot to I- I just forgot to do it. So at the time, at the time of talking, ten seconds ago, it had one subscriber. Now it's got two, because ah. you've just subscribed. Well, yeah, I thought I was subscribed. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, touch, like, touch. got loads of stuff coming up. Um, like you say, we're gonna do a Liverpool podcast as well as like loads of other stuff coming up. We're just we're gonna we've got loads of subjects to talk about. It's just uh, finding the space, finding the time to do so. But like. Just want to say as well, thank you to everyone that has actually listened. I know we said this uh, last week or the week before, sorry. Um, really appreciate the support. Um, and also just want to thank yourself as well, and understand how busy you are doing other things as well. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm a really, really busy boy at the minute, yeah. Aye. I've got a um, few, few bits and bobs coming up as well. So um, writing, podcasting, um, I think I'm going to pay you on a commentary podcast at some point next week, so that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's good. It's good. Uh, we definitely, uh, any of our listeners need to go and check out your other stuff that you've got going on there. Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.